back to my podcast and happy Halloween. It is Halloween today. Either if you listen to it on the day it comes out, then it's Halloween. If not, then I hope you had an amazing Halloween. And yeah, I'm super excited to be doing this episode. I have been planning this episode to come out on Halloween for so long. The author kind of recommended it to be around this time. And then when I read the books, I was like, yes, this is the perfect episode to have this year for Halloween. This is my first Halloween ever doing a book review like this. As you guys know, I just started doing book reviews sent to me, like books sent to me by authors. I started doing that this year. So I think like in January. Yeah, so right at the beginning of the year, this is almost my full year of doing it which means this is my first Halloween. So this is the first ever book review I've ever posted on my podcast on Halloween day. So I'm super excited for this. And like I said, these books could not have gone more perfect or more perfectly than any other book I've ever read. So you guys, I'm reviewing two books in the series. The series is called Frights from Feral. It is by the amazing author and illustrator Mark Fearing. You guys, these are some of my favorite books I have ever read before. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into everything there is to talk about this amazing middle grade graphic novel series. Okay, so first off, thank you, Mark, for sending me both of the books, Welcome to Feral and Last Exit to Feral. It's so incredible and amazing to be getting sent these books from the authors. It really does, like, I'm still so shocked and it means so much to me that so many authors have sent me their books to feature on my podcast for you guys to hear. So thank you, Mark. I really, really appreciate it. And yeah, so the first book in the Frights from Feral middle grade book series is called Welcome to Feral, Little Town Big Scares, and it has an amazing cover. So what I love most about these books is is the illustrations. They are phenomenal. They are superb. They are literally my favorite things ever. So, and you can really see that on the cover. Like, they are amazing. But besides me just talking about how amazing the illustrations are, let's talk about the first book. So, the first book is called Welcome to Feral, and it is phenomenal, as I have said. But let's talk about what actually happens in the book. So what I love most about this book is that it is not one continuous story. It's five separate stories that all kind of come together. So you might be like, how can separate stories come together? And when I mean separate stories, I literally mean that in every story, there's five in the book, there are different characters and different things happening. The only thing that relates them in the first book or that pulls them together is that they all take place in Feral. So Feral is this weird town that people think is cursed and just have a lot of things going on with it and this first book is five different stories of some weird events that have taken place and happened in feral so they're all so weird and so creepy and so just like unique in their own way and I really enjoyed that going into each story I had no idea what to expect I also love that the chapter names are you know the story names so there's five chapters and five different stories for example the first chapter or the first story is called a long way down and the second one is called ice cream screams amazing names for all of them but what i love most is that mark incorporated the title names into like the illustration for that page so if you ever do check out the book which i highly 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 recommend doing so you'll see that each chapter name or story name is somehow incorporated into the picture i love them all they're all so like unique in their own way like i said and yeah i just really enjoyed the first book i did not know what to expect this is one of the very few books that i I went into totally blind and not knowing anything and not like expecting anything 
And I enjoyed the experience so much more by doing that because I did not know what to expect. I went in completely blind and just like not knowing anything and it really did surprise me and made the experience so much better. So I'm going to try to not give too much away for you guys but also recommend it to you guys enough to where you want to go check it out and read it because you will not regret it if you do. This is like one thing that you need to do. Go check it out. But yeah, so the first book is five separate stories and you're kind of a little confused-ish because you're like, okay, different characters in every story five different stories are all very weird and unique in their own way how does this come together how was this one book and then the end ends with these two characters and you're like okay we barely know anything about you and then they kind of run off into another mystery adventure and that is where last exit to pharaoh which is the second book starts up so it starts up exactly where the first one left off um actually there is a prologue but besides that after the prologue it starts up right where the first one ended so the first one is basically five different stories like i said but the second one last exit to pharaoh little town underground that one is one continuous story that all ties in from welcome to pharaoh which is the first book so basically the best way to explain it is the first book is five separate stories of weird things that have happened in feral and the second book is kind of all of those stories in some interesting way tied into last exits of feral but also with its own mystery adventure or spooky mystery adventure going on with the two main characters on the cover so yeah it's its own continuous story which like i said is super different from the first book but yet it somehow found an awesome way, like Mark did it so well to include the first stories into the second book. So yeah, just you guys, you have to check these out. I feel like I did not do these books justice by telling you guys what they're about. They are just wonderful. My mom even read them and so did one of my other sisters. We all read them and we all love them. I gave them five stars, both of them on Goodreads. So wonderful. I think it's fair to say and I think it's like I feel confident saying this that these have been my favorite graphic novels of the year which says a lot because I read quite a few graphic novels. So favorite ones of the year by far without a doubt go check them out. I thought it was like Stranger Things-esque and there are several things especially how the first book ends. There is a scene that literally I was like that is Stranger Things right there. And I told my mom, I was like, it's literally just raincoats in certain colors that they wear in Stranger Things. And I told my mom, how is it that Stranger Things has made it to where whenever I see red and yellow raincoats, I'm like, that is Eleven and Max. Those are the characters from Stranger Things, if you don't know. Like, it's so crazy, but that was incorporated into the last bit of the book. I don't know if that was intentional or not. I'm pretty sure it was, but not entirely sure. But yeah, so if you guys are fans of anything creepy, scary, unusual, or just like anything really unique and its own thing in itself, then check these books out, you guys. I'll have the links in my description. This episode description will be there for you guys. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things to where the book is so good that I feel like I can't even describe it good enough, to be honest with you. It's like these books or this book series is so insane that I feel like I can't even put into words how good it is. 
So with all of me, with all of my rambling of these books, I can't even talk properly. With me rambling about how amazing these books are and the stories and trying to explain to you guys what these books kind of entail and what they include in them, just basically the moral of this story here is to go check out these books. Welcome to Feral and Last Exit to Feral by Mark Fearing my favorite graphic novels I've ever read. Just go check them out, you guys. The links will be in the description. Go check them out. And yeah, before I just keep like blabbing about the same thing over and over, I feel like I'm going to start repeating myself eventually. I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys hear the interview that I got to do with Mark because I forgot to mention you guys, but I did get to do an interview with Mark Fearing. It was so insane to hear from him because I'm such a huge fan of his work ever since I read Feral or the two Feral books. I am just such a fan of everything he does and everything that he produces. He is so creative and artistic and I think he is just someone to look up to. So you guys, when I found out that he was going to be doing an interview with me, I was just so over the moon, happy, excited, everything. So yeah, just here is the interview. I even got to ask him a few more questions than I normally do because I wanted to ask him so many different things. So this interview might be a little bit longer than usual. Not exactly sure. I haven't compared it to my other ones, but here you guys go. Here is the interview that I got to do with the one, the only, Mark Fearing. Hello, Mark. Thank you so, so much for doing this interview with me today. I am such a huge fan, so thank you for taking the time to do this. I have quite a few questions ready for you, so I hope you're as excited as I am. But before we begin and jump into this interview, I really want to thank you for sending me both of your books. It is such an honor to feature you on my podcast, and yeah, just thank you so much for sending them to me. I really appreciate it. And a quick question before we actually jump into the interview questions, how was your day going today? Hey, my day is going great because I get to be here talking about my new graphic novels, uh, Welcome to Feral and Last Exit to Feral. Uh, I can say the rain has returned to Oregon. So right now it's uh, dark and cloudy, a little bit colder. So it's perfect vampire weather right now for Oregon. That is so great to hear. First of all, that's so sweet of you that you said that your day is going great because you're here doing this interview. That really meant so much to me. So thank you for that. And also, I'm so glad that you're having wonderful weather over there. Over here where I live, which is in Texas, it is actually kind of cold. The past week, it has been in the 80s and 90s and just really hot and humid. And then yesterday, a major cold front came in to where literally at 2 p.m. it was like 84 degrees and at like 6 p.m. it was in the 50s and then overnight it was like in the 40s. So super crazy. It dropped like 40 degrees in less than 24 hours and now as of today, it's been raining the whole day. It's very very just dark and like cozy over here but also I'm kind of cold because it's like 50 or 40 degrees out it's like 48 degrees right now so kind of cold and it's raining and it's not that fun when you have a dog and you need to take her out to go to the restroom when it's all wet and rainy and cold but besides that this is like the perfect weather for anyone to read or in my case do this podcast episode or do schoolwork later on so yeah amazing weather I'm glad you're getting amazing weather too perfect for Halloween kind of if you're not planning on going trick-or-treating 
perfect spooky weather to watch old movies and just to eat a lot of candy and have fun with your family. But yeah, so moving on to the very first question I have for you today, how did the whole concept of your feral books come about? Welcome to Feral and Last Exit to Feral are really books that had been around in my head in a, for a long time. I really loved the old uh, creepy comic books, EC comic books, short horror stories and you know horror movies. I wanted to take a stab at doing something like that. So originally they were just ideas for lots of little short stories and it was really working with the editor who wanted to to make something more of it. So I ended up with the uh, first book being the collection of you know five stories that give you glimpses of different parts of Feral. And then Last Exit to Feral really becomes a first-person adventure story where we look into why this is happening there and how all these things might be tied together. Wow. So you're telling me that because of like your editor, I think you said, and all of the ideas just like in your head that these became books. See, you guys, that's crazy. Any idea that you have in your head that you may think like, oh, it's just an idea. It's never going to become anything. You never know. It could become a published book or in Mark's case, a book series that many people like myself and my mom and my sisters love and enjoy. So I think that's so crazy. Like I know everything starts from an idea, but to think that this was an idea idea that you know he wasn't really like automatically trying to pursue and make a reality I think that makes it so much more special knowing that just because someone else kind of had like the idea of like you know maybe we should make this into an actual thing then led to us having the books in our hands you know I'm literally looking at the books right now so I just love hearing how authors come up with their books that's why I always ask the question I never want the question to get old or annoying to my listeners but I always feel like I have to ask it because I think everyone has their own different stories. Some people get it from school. Some people get it from just like an idea with their family or just an idea that popped into their head that they didn't think was actually going to become anything. So that's why I love asking that question all the time. And I always enjoy hearing the responses from all the authors. So thank you for answering that question. And now moving on to the next question I have for you. What has been some of your biggest sources of inspiration as an author slash illustrator? When I say inspiration, this can be anywhere from like books or movies movies or even any other authors or illustrators like that but what has been some of your biggest sources of inspiration as an author slash illustrator well when I talk about you know what inspires me there's so many things it's certainly authors like Ursula K. Le Guin Stephen King I loved reading their books um then there's illustrators and comic books and movies and music and it goes on and on I'm, I'm really inspired by everything uh, I, there's so much available too with social media, with Instagram. Uh, I mean, I see artists and illustrators I've, I've I've never heard of, never seen their work before every day that inspire me. You know what? Kind of jumping back to your first part of your answer, I had a feeling you were going to say Stephen King. I just thought like, you know what? I feel like he loves horror. And I mean, the king of horror, I feel like has to be Stephen King, you know? So I kind of felt like you were going to say that. I guess I was right. But I mean, who wouldn't? If you're doing horror, who wouldn't get inspiration from Stephen King? And also, I totally agree with you. I can just see a random person's illustration and just come up with a story, you know? So I think you're so right. There are so many sources of inspiration available to us, especially in this generation. So I feel like there are so many things where you just look around either in, you know, nature or on social media or just in your house and you can find so many creative stories. So 
I completely agree with that. There is inspiration literally everywhere. So love that response. It really makes you think about like anyone can write a story, right? If we have creative minds and anyone can come up with anything. But moving on to the next question I have for you. How did you discover your style of illustrating? I love your illustrations. They are honestly probably my favorite illustrations I've ever seen in a graphic novel. So how did you discover your amazing style of illustrating? My style of illustrating? Well, that's that's an interesting question because I, I'm not sure I'm really happy with my style of illustrating. It changes in a sense to what the material is. Uh, I've done around 20 other 27 picture books or so, and they very can be very different in style. And even my first graphic novel called Earthling, which was put out by Chronicle Books, is very different looking. So I sort of change my work on how I picture it should look with the story that is being told. I don't feel I have just one way of drawing or illustrating, which, you know, is good and bad, but... Um, uh, I do like to experiment and try new styles when uh, I'm thinking of different types of stories or if I get a manuscript that inspires me in a really different direction. Tell me you're joking. You did not just say that you do not like your illustrations. What? Oh my gosh, you must be joking. I'm, I just said that these are my favorite illustrations ever and then you go on and say that you're not even fully pleased with them. You're joking, right? Because they're the best things ever. And like you said, you know, having different styles, it could be good or bad. I can see that, you know, it could be good because you have no like limits. You can do whatever you think of when you see a design, but then it could possibly be bad because maybe people won't recognize that to be your work because it'll be so different from some of your other styles that they'll be like, oh, that's not even him. That's someone else. And then they open the book and they're like, oh my God, that is him. But I think it's honestly more so a good thing because you have no limitations. Like the sky is literally the limit for you because if you think of any story or like you said, read a manuscript, you can just whatever comes to your mind, you just do that. And I'm sure they're all amazing and great. None of them are going to be bad. So I think that's honestly a really good thing to have as an author illustrator. And I also think that that is like showing how creative and like amazing you are as an author illustrator. So great job on that. I wish I could even draw one style. I honestly cannot. But moving on to the next question I have for you. Have you always been drawn to horror, the macabre, and kind of just anything scary and unusual? Or was it something that was developed over time? I think I've, I have always been drawn to horror and, uh, and the macabre. Uh, you know, uh, scary, unusual stories. I grew up uh, in a on a farm in northern Minnesota, and not you know, not a lot of neighbors around. Good, scary stuff. We had we always thought we had a ghost in the house. My siblings and I talked about that, and um, that was always something I was drawn to and enjoyed a lot. And science fiction is the same. I, I do like the genres like that. And uh, getting a chance to work at work on them in the various books has been great. Well, you're right. Your home that you used to live in when you were a kid really does sound like a place where any spooky story horror movie would take place, to be honest with you. I feel like that would be one of the movies where, like, the kids get picked away one by one in a summer where the family just goes for a vacation and they go there to a nice little farm to spend some time together as a family and, like, reconnect, and then everyone gets picked off one by one. There you go. See? This is what I mean by anyone can come up with ideas with anything, right? And maybe it's not the most unique and original, but I could definitely see it happening. So yeah, you definitely lived in a very scary setting. I'm sure it was fine, but you know, if you get creative with it, it could definitely be spooky and scary. But yeah, I honestly also kind of expected you to have always been drawn to that sort of stuff because I mean, I don't know if Stephen King was. I don't know much about Stephen King. I haven't done research on him really, but I feel like he probably also was always drawn to 
horror and stuff like that or if not it was probably like a major turning point that made him drawn to that sort that sort of stuff but I think it's kind of cool that you've always been drawn to that stuff that's kind of like my sister one of my older sisters she has always loved spooky scary things her favorite holiday or kind of day is Halloween she absolutely loves it but now moving on to the next question I have for you what is one of the most beneficial takeaways you've learned from your career and by career I mean either your author career because I know you've done many books or any other careers you've had in your life what have I learned from my career or careers because I've I've worked as an art director a creative director I've done online games and of course books animation I worked in at Disney and with Nickelodeon so there's been a lot of uh, different careers in my life. I think the main thing I take away is to be professional, no matter what it is. There are deadlines, which I take very seriously, and you have to work really hard to, to do the best you can. And um, learning to get along with people, learning to take notes on your work, learning to look at something from someone else's perspective. Those are all things that I've really had been reinforced in my career. And very little of these careers, I think we think of a writer goes away, they go in their office and they write a book and they come out and it's done. And, you know, that's not normally the way it works. And certainly if you're in television or film or something, you are working with lots of people to arrive at a best solution. So I would say the most important takeaways are being a professional and learning to work with people and learning to understand how to communicate clearly. Those are some big keys to me. Yeah, I think all of those things you pointed out or listed are really important in either a work setting or just like life in general or in school. I think those are all super important. Like you said, being professional when it comes to like a job or a business or even like, you know, me for my podcast, I'm always like whatever I tell someone that I'm going to get it done by that day, I will work very hard to get it done by the day that I told them to. You know, you stick to your word. And also, I've said this before, my dad always tells me, my parents always tell me, mainly my dad, he always says, like, do things to the best of your ability. Never do a job halfway or something. Always do it to the very best you can. And that is something I try to do all the time. And also, my mom always says, you know, always be open-minded. You can't go into something thinking that your way is the best. And like you said, when you have to work with many people, that is key. You have to be willing to take in what they have to say and their ideas and somehow come up with something beautiful and amazing at the end. So I completely agree with you. All of those things you said are super important in any setting in life or just really things that you should try and strive to do in your life. So love your answers. Those were really great answers to that question. And now the next question I have for you is, are there any exciting, creepy projects in the works? And if so, can you give us a tiny little sneak peek? Right now, I have a few projects I'm working on. I have two books under contract to illustrate. These are younger reader picture book style books that I'm just illustrating. I haven't, I didn't write them. And uh, I have some other graphic novels, both are rather scary, but they are probably older reader works. And I'm trying to decide if I'm going to pursue them, either rework them as perhaps a middle grade title or do them as a more adult type title. Um, one is a science fiction horror mix and one is more straight horror about a brother and sister who get caught in a horrendous storm. Uh, as they're trying to make their way back up the mountain to their their parents, uh, well, their father's house. So 
those are um, taking a lot of my time these days. Wow, that sounds like a lot of exciting things going on. Um, I cannot wait for any of them to come out. I will definitely be checking all of those out. As for the ones that you say you don't know how you should pursue them, either as a little kid book or as a more adult book, or if you're going to do them at all, I think definitely do them. Like, no matter what, definitely do them. I know they're probably amazing. And yeah, so definitely do them. And then just my kind of opinion on maybe the age level you should do it on. And this is obviously just my opinion, but maybe for like the brother and sister one, since you didn't know if you should do a younger one or like an adult, maybe do kind of, you know, in the middle, like meet you halfway, a young adult. You know, I feel like a middle grade, which is what the feral books are, you know, it's for young kids. An adult is obviously for adults or mature readers. And I feel like young adult, it's right there to where like mature kids can read them and also adults can read them because it will have that kind of sense of adulting, but not to where it's like a full adult. You know what I mean? So that's what I think. I would love to read both of those, especially the brother and sister one. That one just sounds like the perfect horror kind of thriller. So if you ever do end up turning that one into a middle grade YA or adult, just really coming out with it, I would love to read it. It really sounds so great, like the story. And yeah, you definitely have a lot of things to keep you busy right now. So many projects, but I'm sure that is so exciting to have all of these things in the works that I'm sure you're so proud of. I hope that they all become a reality one day. They all go out into the world for people to read and enjoy. But now moving on to the next question I have for you. Is there a specific motto or message that has helped you stay motivated throughout your career slash life? And if so, what is it? If there's a motto or a takeaway from my my career that I've learned. It's really that um, you have to keep working. You have you have to keep moving on. Uh, there are books that I fall in love with that I write and create that just never sell. An editor, publisher never buys them, and so you're always working on the next thing, and that is very healthy. Uh, there's a few projects that I really, really, really loved that never uh, that never got picked up by a publisher and. It's, it's hard to just leave them and maybe I will just do them on my own, but I'm, I'm trying to do this professionally and make a living, of course. So uh, being able to move on to the next idea and concentrate on making it the best version of that idea for other, you know, for others that it's clear that uh, your motivation is, is clear in, in what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, I think those are some keys that have kept me working and moving forward. Yeah, I think that's very inspirational and motivational for anyone to hear, whether it's in your career or life, to always move forward, like you said, and not be stuck on certain things. Yeah, have, you know, dreams and things that you want to come true and happen and things that you want to pursue in your life. But if they don't end up working out, don't be upset about it for that long. Take your time to, you know, get over it, but don't spend your life still trying to pursue it if it's not going to work out and just move on to the next thing because maybe it'll be even better than you could have ever hoped for and imagined. So I love that piece of advice. I think it's really great and I think that's something that is a great motto or message to live by. So love that response. I really do. And now moving on to almost the last question I have for you. What advice would you give to someone who wants to be an author slash illustrator of their own graphic novel? Okay, advice to uh, someone who would like to be an author or an illustrator. I, it's do do the work. Just keep writing. Let let's say you're a writer. Find any any path to writing. If it's a high school newspaper, or college, or self publishing, getting work out there. Listen 
to others, you know, try to get in front of some editors or some agents or some other professionals and then listen to what they say. Don't dismiss them. There's a lot you can learn along the way. As an illustrator, there's really no stopping you from putting work up and getting it out there in any way you can. And with AI, I think there's an opportunity for writers to create visuals for their work that otherwise wouldn't have been available for them too now. So I, I, my advice probably would be not the best advice because it's 20 years old from when I came into this business uh, and when I was working and that's all going to change. It all changes. And so I would, I think the key is to do the work, get it out there and be willing to listen to people you trust, uh, you know, not, uh, not just, not everybody, but people that you trust about what, what they're saying about your work and how you might improve it and what your weaknesses are. Finding what you're good and what you're bad at is key. I think you're not, I don't want, yeah, maybe not bad, but you know, you're going to be better at some things like writers tend, some writers tend to be better at writing plot than character. So figure that out and then try to improve if you can become a better uh, character writer than, than, than you are. I'm a plot person. I've always suffered. I have to work really hard to write character. So figure out the things that you're strong on and uh, work on the things that you, you may not be. Wow, that is actually great advice. I think that's really great. Like you said um, earlier on in your response, if you're trying to be a writer, or let's say you're trying to be both, like the question was, then if you're doing the writing portion of it, then just try to get out there to get experience because that's that's what you need in life, experience, right? Towards whatever it is, you're only going to get better by not failing, but you know, kind of like people say when you think of failing, you know, you might think of like, oh, you failed, you're a loser. No, I mean, you're only a loser or you become kind of, you know, you give up like that is if you give up in that, you know, whatever you're trying to strive for. So I think that failing is not losing. Failing is getting better and finding what you can do to improve and be better the next time. So like you said, just getting experience and kind of getting people's attention with your writing. And then after the illustration part, you're so right. There is nothing stopping you. Just create like an Instagram or TikTok or I don't really know what any social media platform just for your artwork and get recognition there and get people to already start liking yourself, get a community that will support you and that loves your work and yeah I think that is really great on that part and then what you said at the end to find out what you're better at I think you're an amazing author and illustrator like for everything but yeah your characters are great I love them but your plot is phenomenal so yeah I think that every author slash illustrator has their weaknesses and their strengths obviously work to get better at them but I think that was really great advice that a lot of people are going to take away from this episode and be like wow now I can go work on that and move towards another step in my author illustrator journey so thank you for that advice I really appreciate it and I'm sure many other people did too and now the last question I have for you today that is so sad all of these questions were great and I loved hearing your responses so it's kind of sad to say but the last question I have for you today is more of a fun question I always try to do a fun question and your fun question for this interview is if you could be a part of slash step into any fictional world which one would it be and why well you certainly end with a, a big question there you know uh boy if I could step into any fictional world well I think the easy answer is sort of you know J.R. Tolkien uh stepping into middle middle earth uh, I did not read Tolkien's novels until I was in my late 20s so I came to that late, but it certainly sticks in my mind in those locations 
are so well um, described in his writing that you re- I would really love to be there in person. I think that would be fun. There's some places I really wouldn't want to go to, some books I've read. Uh, I am a, f- a ha- fan of history. I was an ancient art history major early in my undergraduate career. So I would have special interest in going back to around three or 400 BC to Athens or Macedonia uh, and equally interested in about 60 BC in Rome to get a better understanding of what was happening at that time. So there's no end to places I would love to visit. And I, I always consider it kind of sad <laughs> that we don't have time travel. And in, in many ways, the past is a fiction uh, anyway, we, we, we know so little about exactly what it would be like to be on a street in Rome in 70 B.C. or Greece in 300 B.C. or anywhere. Uh, they're, they're almost fictional in our minds as it is. Uh, certainly, uh, Middle Earth feels uh, radically real compared to some uh, eras of the past. First off, thank you for complimenting my question. I always try to go out with something big and fun. So thank you for the compliment. And you know what? I never thought about it like that. I never thought about history being a fictional world. And while it's obviously considered like nonfiction, you know, because it's real life things that happened, I really agree with you. It is kind of a fiction because we will never truly know what happened. And like you said, if we had time travel, which it's sad that we don't, but if we did, there would be no questions about history because we could go back and just like document everything that happened. So if I had to choose, well, I think your answer, you know, Lord of the Rings, classic, right? I think that's a great answer. I have never watched or read the books or movies. So um, yeah, I know that's probably a shock to quite a few people. If you've been a, um, a listener on my podcast for a while, I've said this before, so it's probably not a shock to you guys. But yeah, I've never watched or read any of the movies or books, so I want to. I do want to, but I haven't yet. So if I had to answer that question, I would probably say Harry Potter, which I feel like is, you know, it's like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, right? So Harry Potter, I would love to step into that fictional world. But as for like the history part of it, that should honestly be its own question itself for another episode. Maybe I'll do that. Like if you could step in, if you could step back into like any period in the world, like in history, what would it be and why? That's an amazing question. Thank you, Mark. You just gave me a new interview question. But I would probably just step back into like Honestly, I have no idea, but anything but now, I feel like would be so cool just to see how people lived and their like culture and traditions and how they got by. I think it'd be super interesting. So yeah, I really love that though. I'm telling you, you just gave me a new interview question to ask some other lucky author. But yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview here with me today. I know I said it at the beginning, but truly, thank you so, so much. It was such a pleasure for me. I really enjoyed talking with you. Like I said, I'm such a huge fan of everything you do. So thank you for being here. It was so amazing to feature you and your books on my podcast. And yeah, I guess that brings our interview to a close. I had so much fun and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. No, I had fun. Thank you for inviting me and I hope uh, it was interesting, intriguing or, uh, you know, helpful. And um, thank you for talking about the books. Last Exit to Feral uh, just came out and uh, Welcome to Feral came out last year. It's a two book uh, middle grade series. So if you like horror, take a look for it. Thanks. 
So yeah, you guys, that was the interview that I got to do with Mark Fearing. It was so much fun to chat with him about, you know, his inspiration for the books. Um, and then the last question of what world you would love to step into. And then other things, he gave us advice on if you want to be an author illustrator. He gave us like a motto that he lives his life by. So it was super fun to talk with him. Once again, thank you, Mark. And yeah, I guess that brings this episode to a close. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you want to go check out these books, which you guys, you really, really should, just go to the description of this week's episode and you can check them out. And also, I forgot to mention in the interview, but if you guys would like to tell me which fantasy world that you would like to step into or be a part of, which is the last question I asked Mark, if you are a Spotify user, you can actually answer that question. For every episode, I do a Q&A for that episode, and I would love to hear from you guys. I usually pick the question that I ask the author. I'll do it for you guys to answer. So if you want to go let me know what your what world you would love to into then if you're a spotify user go do that unfortunately it's only available on spotify but you can make a free account so if you would love to share with me i would love to hear it from you guys so yeah thank you guys so much for supporting me and listening to my podcast it really means the world to me thank you so much i hope you guys have an amazing halloween or just an amazing rest of your day and book lovers always remember keep your head in the clouds and your heart in a book and i will see you guys very soon for another fun author episode Bye, friends!